So good afternoon. Good evening to those of you that are in the UK. Thank you so much, Adrian, for joining me today. Um, you are an MBIT master coach and trainer, as far as I am aware, located in the UK, correct? Yeah, located in London. So in London. Southwest, okay. Southwest London, yeah. All right. So we're going to be talking today, obviously, about M-braining because as those of you who have been watching me lately know, I'm going to be doing a book club on the book M-braining. And I've been interviewing some other coaches and trainers, and especially Adrian's got uh, M-bit coach training, a CERT training coming up in April, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's actually March the 26th. Start okay. Date, so awesome. The, so yeah, Southwest London. So in Southwest London, end of March, he's going to be having an MBIT coaster. But we'll come back right. to that later. I, I want us to dive into M-braining itself. And, you know, the, the transformations that happen, um, because for me, it has been life-changing. And it's changed how I approach everything. Now, I have a spiritual practitioner as well as the coaching background. And what I love about MBIT is how it allows me just to overlap in a way that something like NLP didn't seem to do. You know, we mm. talk about M-braining being where ancient wisdom meets neuroscience. Yeah. And it is such a wonderful coaching modality that allows us to really dive deep and yet be totally present working towards the future for clients. Yeah. It enables just amazing on a self-discovery really, where we're not trying to get anywhere, we're not trying to get into the future, like a lot of coaching processes. And, and I think sometimes yeah. when we have very outcome-based coaching sessions where we're really trying our hardest to get somewhere in the future, that can cause, as you know, Beth, a lot of frustration. And I think with MBIT, what's so great is that you, you know you've changed. A, a lot of the people that um, have come into uh, the MBIT coach certification the one we did last year that they know that they're changed and they know the clients change in that moment and so as you say it's the presence it's about that moment um yeah. it's not it's not discounting anything that nlp has done because obviously the neurolinguistics oh. has, has helped with that and it, and from an nlp background as well it, it it only makes the experience obviously richer with submodalities and things like that but i really i really believe it's one of the most uh, profound coaching models that i've i've found uh, since kind of searching coaching for the last sort of 10 years, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm, I was talking to a friend who, well, Vicky Coombs, you might know her. She's also yeah. a master coach and trainer. Yeah, Vicky, um, I know Vicky, well, yeah. Well, Vicky introduced me to NLP back in 2008. Um, and so, like, my first experience of therapy with a psychologist was I specifically went to one that did NLP, looking specifically of, I want this kind of therapy work. Um, and then, you know, eventually started studying it and then started studying coaching and all that sort of stuff later on. But, you know, when you look at that journey, without NLP, I'm not sure where I'd be with M-braining. Mm. And yet M-braining really, for me, just made everything make sense. Like all mm. the things that I'd done before, just kind of fell into, oh, now I know what this is for. Now I know how this all fits together. And, and it's a beautiful mm. thing. And like you say, it's really 
transformative in people's lives of getting into where they are right now. So it's not that I that we don't do past you know work of 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 what happened in the past to understand the present. Mm. Um, it's not that we don't do mindset and limiting beliefs work, which we do, mm. but we approach it from such a different place. And and I'd love to talk with you a little bit about your experience. One with clients, but two also with other coaches of, of introducing them to, hey, you know, this is, at least for me, um, you know, one of the most fantastic tools of, you know, if, if you if you wanted to look at embraining, I mean, you know, as at coaching and you have a toolkit of tools, to me, the toolkit that I stick all of my tools inside of is embraining. Yeah, I think um, um, I think with with the embraining perspective is as you say it's NLP helped me understand it more. So it was almost like this missing piece when it came to MB because the NLP is very cognitive, and I and I was I was working out how do I connect the mind body spirit connection because as very much like you, Beth, I went very much on that spiritual journey as well. So it's working out how do we connect all those pieces so we don't just Think about something we don't just feel it but we we actually physically embody it and yeah. I suppose MBIT becomes like this um, this dance where your whole body is is recorrecting and moving but you're not going yeah. anywhere um, yeah. to create a completely new view of the world but not just viewing the world feeling it embodying it and being completely different um, than you were before if you know you had some challenges that you wanted to overcome or some new patterns that you wanted to create. So that's what I think is uh, hugely beneficial. I think uh, one thing that when I was uh, you know, doing some work previously with a, with a client of mine who had um, some re relationship challenges and was finding, finding it difficult uh, in relationships to, to find that level of trust and they had their almost like their heart which was uh, in many ways, which was bruised, if, if, if you will. Um, and and the, what the power of MBIT allowed us to do, because a lot of people are stuck in their head, as you say, limiting beliefs, and that kind of, that kind of fixates us and, and stops us oh, from absolutely, um, yeah. you know, seeing clearly. And when we got in touch with the heart with that person is we could adjust the submodalities in the heart, which then the byproducts of adjusting the submodalities in the heart allow that person to experience a lot more joy, a lot more love. And, and it kind of, uh, they, they said that the steak then, which was a brew steak, became like this bright steak you see in uh, the supermarket. And what yeah. was great with that, with that person as well is that the relationships, not just in business, but in their life, were also improved as well. And, you know, just from that one changing of the, the submodalities in the heart, um, you know, we're able to impact someone's life that positively. Uh, so that's Absolutely. what's really amazing. Yeah. I know for me, um, sometime last year I was coaching a lady and she had done a lot of work on mindset. And so anytime I'd ask her what you feel or, you know, do you identify with something? She'd go back to, well, I think. And I was like, well, that's not quite the question I was asking. I was asking you, <laughs> what do you feel? And eventually, 
she made a comment about doing something and I was able to drop her into her gut because she was complaining of lack of motivation and I was trying yeah. to get her out of her head and down into the body so that we could address, you know, what are you, what are you hungering for? You know, what do you yeah. need? Um, and, you know, it's really easy to stay up, you know, as a lawyer, I was a head on a stick, you know, I, I was very much, <laughs> I mean, I don't have a problem saying that. I remember doing a coaching course in 2013 and being told um, that I was an iceberg, you know, um, literally, you know, do you have any feelings? Um, <laughs> and because one of the things, you know, when you've been in, as a lawyer for 20 years, you learn to put your feelings aside because, well, yeah. that's, you know, that, they have no place here. But it also, it affects every part of your life. So the moment you try and disconnect and work from your heart because it's not appropriate to feel here, mm. you do unfortunately take that home. You know, how you do anything is how you do everything. And so the yeah. moment you're trying to compartmentalize, so learning to get back in touch with emotions and feelings. And, you know, like I said, with this client, the moment I was able to get her back in touch with her body, she was like, oh, wait, my motivation's not in my head. And I was like, well, that's what I've been trying to get you to understand for the last 45 minutes. Light bulb. Um, light bulb moment. But it changed the moment, you know, you get into that body of presentness of, it's not just all in your head. Yeah. And, you know, one of the beautiful things in the last five years with MRIs and, and the whole technology side of, of neuroscience is being able to see, you know, if, if you're head-based like I am, that you want to know things and how does this work, um, being able to see neurons firing in the heart, being able to see neurons firing in the gut even, you know, of knowing yeah. that connections can be rebuilt in yeah. every one of your intelligence centers, not just your head. Yeah, I think that's super cool. I was watching a video on one of the directors of HeartMath, and he was saying that there's, um, there's, there's, a, there's like a chemical uh, within the heart that actually takes away, that its job is in the heart is actually to remove cortisol, is actually to decrease the level of cortisol in the body. Which I found quite Which fascinating. Which of course it takes removes stress. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is which is like it, it's fascinating that we can we you know that our system is fully adaptive and that it can we can recreate patterns that are more useful for us in life to live a more fulfilling life. Because um, I remember for many years when I was uh, working in corporate, um, I, I, I could never find. Um, have a girlfriend, you know, to find love or to, to actually have a, a, a real strong relationship. I've, I've really struggled with that. And after doing the MBIT coach certification, when I did it with Dara, um, something integrated with me. It was like an identity level, something to do with identity level and heart. Yes. And yeah. there, was, there was a chemical shift. I could feel it. And literally a week later, I've got a girlfriend who I've been now with for a year. So it's just, it's just the... Um, you, you have to experience it to believe, to believe 
the power of MBIT, but actually it's like quite a powerful, you know, certainly for, I suppose, someone that's very motivated and driven and that can be quite isolating, it was for me, and actually then to share that re relating with somebody else on the journey with you in your yeah. quest, my spiritual quest, I think it's hugely important. And, and like you, Beth, it's having those, the, the people you relate to in your life, I suppose, as well, and those strong yeah. connections, you can feel it, can't you? Yeah. And and I know for me, it was really important because when, you know, like I said, when I did that, that coach training in 213, which was be long before I did MBET, um, and being called insipid and heartless and ice cold. Mm. I, at the time, had a two-month-old baby. And I was mm. like, I have to learn a new way of being because I am not bringing up my child without yeah. connection. You know? And it wasn't that I didn't have feelings, but I had repressed and put them away for so long. Um, and, you know you've got to learn to be vulnerable again and, and learning that vulnerability can be strong. And I love, for example, the work that someone like Brene Brown is doing in vulnerability and, and saying it's okay to be vulnerable because that doesn't make you weak. Mm. Um, and I, I know with embraining what I most love is that, you know, if you start from your heart, which is feeling and emotion, but you start from the highest place of feeling, which is compassion. Mm. Compassion allows me to be vulnerable and yet strong. Mm. It allows me to, to have empathy, but not pity. Mm. And, and so, you know, it does really, you know, when you start from that place of, of heart space, if I'm going to acknowledge my feelings because I love myself and others enough to have feelings. And that's been for me, you know, this whole learning and growing of, okay, mm. it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to feel, and it's okay to feel, you know, it's, it's okay to feel sadness or grief or whatever because it's just something that's running through me. And, and rather than trying to push it down, because you know, one of my yeah. survival mechanisms, as many of us have had, was that we repress the emotion. And unfortunately, yeah. by repressing it, we're continuing to relive it over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Because we're never fully letting it go. Mm. Or, finding ways to or finding ways to integrate that into as we spoke about earlier in terms of like the neuroplasticity, um, yeah. finding ways to integrate that and, and create a new, more useful pattern. And the, the challenge comes with society is that when we experience so much stress and conflict and, and, uh, and, uh, and memories, whether that be being bullied at work, for instance, or challenges within our relationships or past memories, what we tend to do is we tend to internalize that uh, yeah. And then we have certain negative emotions, feelings like guilt, like anxiety, like fear. And one thing I've really learned um, uh, in MBIT is, is to not always be them. And I don't mean that I'm not embodying them, but not always letting them dictate your actions. Because you can Absolutely. then come back to coherence breathing and you can almost be, you can then be in control of those 
yeah. um, and be the viewer of them as they're happening in, in many ways. And I like this analogy that Wilbert said on the trainer's trainer, and it was when you can look in the eye of a tiger without it biting you, that's when you've transcended. <laughs> and I think, yeah. yes, if, it's, if it keeps on telling you to do something, it's worth looking into that and getting curious about that. But the, the general stresses and strains of life that we all experience in our environment through interacting with other people, that will tend to, to trigger us in some way. And what Ember allows you to do is it allows you to view those and, yeah. and, and be in a more neutral, balanced state, even when experiencing negative emotions, which I think yeah. is, is phenomenal. I mean, like, even for me, one of the things that I loved with embraining discovering about fear was that at least for me, fear is like a treasure chest. And sometimes with fear, what I need to do is open the lid and look inside to see what the treasure is. What am I protecting? What is, what have I got hidden away that was so important that I needed to surround it with fear so that it would be untouchable so that. I could protect that. And the moment I started looking at fear from that angle, yeah. as opposed to something to be avoided, that, you know, at least for me personally, fear is a treasure chest. You know, go yes. open the lid and, and, and see what the treasure is. And then decide, how do I want to give this treasure the importance it has for me and that might not necessarily be avoiding a situation mm. um and it suddenly opens and and this is what i love about embraining it gets you thinking outside the box you know like you mm. said the emotion no longer controls the situation because now you're willing to experience it but not mm. be it so yeah. I can experience fear and say, okay, I'm afraid. What am I protecting? Yeah. And then I can either be logical or emotional. You know, don't have to choose one or the other. Yeah. I can choose to love myself enough that, okay, let's look what's needed here. Yeah. And, and really come from a totally different place of, Yes, I'm afraid, but that doesn't have to be what dictates every action in this situation. And it's been a wonderful thing for me. And I think it's, it's asking, whenever you feel that emotion, it's repetitive, what are you, what are you trying to communicate with me? Yeah. There's, been a, there's been a few times that I've done trainings or I've created trainings or gone to a coaching session. And just before I've gone to it, I've felt a little, a little uneasy about something. And... Mm -hmm. And I'll just, and often comes from the gut, as we know. And I'll just, I'd always say, you know, what are you trying to communicate? What are you yeah. trying to communicate? What can I put in place in, in order for this for you to support me? In this? Yeah. And then you get like yeah. a little, like a little communication, like send a send a pre email. Make sure you've got this within the contract. Make sure you describe yeah. this in the training. And then you're like, ah, that's why. And it's just, it's getting used to to noticing that because often when people experience fear what they'll do, they'll experience it, they'll say there's something wrong with them. And what happens with most people is then that will derail them for the whole week. So they, yeah. they, it will take them a whole week then to bounce back and then you know, come back to yeah. some level of balance, some level of coherence. And as you, know, yeah. as you just said, we can now be aware and then choose what, what a behavior or what reply is appropriate in that context, which is 
yeah. which is phenomenal as well. And one of the things that Grant Suzalu, um, I, I'm, I believe it's from him because I heard it from Vicky Coombs, who probably either heard it from Grant or Suzanne, yeah. is that pain is an acronym of please acknowledge information now. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite acronyms of, you know, even when I'm doing work with a client on a more spiritual level of body healing sort of thing, and yeah. they're telling me there's physical pain or emotional pain. I'm usually going and approaching it from that side of, okay, well, if this was just a request to acknowledge some information, what mm. information needs to be acknowledged? You know, in the same mm. way, even with pain, like something like grief. Um, well, grief is actually in some ways an expression of love of that feeling of, I didn't get to show you all of the love I had for you while you were alive. Mm. I didn't get to finish expressing my love. Well, how do we then do that? Mm. And, and I love that embraining takes us into the present into our bodies into what we're facing you know whether it's emotional whether it's work um whether it's leadership whatever that is and allows us that opportunity to say okay so if there's pain whatever kind of pain that might be what is the information here and and it's that awareness that allows us like you said just now make choices yeah. i now with this information, instead of trying to avoid the pain, well, let me just take two Tylenol. No, I'm not going to take some Tylenol because that just wipes out the information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in here is ibuprofen or paracetamol. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's that. No, I don't want to wipe out my source of information. I, oh. I, want, I want to embrace that information and say, okay, well, now I've got something to do. Mm. Uh, what you said around the spiritual aspect as well is that I, I think when you, when you uh, certainly when you start off learning NLP and coaching, it's like, oh my God, this, this actually exists. And then you just go, you start learning all this stuff, which leads you along this trail into a point where you, then you go from real specifics to like the most abstract concepts. Yes. Uh, or the spirit or the spiritual stuff and then what happens well, I mean, is, you is go from the, the spiritual to quantum physics so i kind of get that you know yeah i was watching the quantum <laughs> physics video today actually but yeah it's you go to all this kind of stuff because you just you just become like a kid again uh, learning right so then you, you you learn the nlp and you learn the power of uh, that you know i'm looking at uh, i've learned from two uh, really great nlp teachers then you kind of uh, get into kind of more hypnosis uh, therapy yeah, exactly. um, uh, yeah. trainings. Then you get, then I've got it. Then you get into um, kind of spiritual uh, or esoteric type studies, uh, and then you see the power of all of them. And then I remember before I learned MBIT, I was going into sessions and I, I wanted to, to give the client the most transformation experience. And then well, I, I've got to pick this piece here from NLP. Then that piece from and hypnosis, yeah. then this piece, of, and it was just like, and also I know that they're a spiritual being, and I want to be able to uh, to, to add some of that within there. So how do I do that, and how do I how do I coach from a full expression of of of, of me, and how does Beth coach from a full expression of Beth, and how yeah. do you like coach through you like this this superpower energy, and then obviously learning end bit, 
But now what's cool is now I've got the MBIT roadmap, all of those great teachers that taught me the other stuff, I can bring that in and just, yeah. and then and then just bolster that process out to make it even more powerful. Um, that, that's, and, 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 it, and it's so and, simple, then it creates so simple, you know. Yeah, it is. And, and what I love is that, you know, with M-Braining, I've learned to just trust my intuition and flow with it. Of, you know, don't sit there and try to think your way through this. Yeah. Trust that everything you learn, all those things that you're bringing to the table are there within you. Mm. And, and allow yourself to be 100% with the client, be present, and know that all those tools are just going to come when you need them. Yeah. Um, and and M-Braining brings you to that place for myself as well as for the client yeah. where I can just be there and, and just know the next question that I need to ask is going to be there. I don't need to yeah. sit here and think about it. No, that's great. And, and, and that's what's great. I, I think you've hit a really good point there, Beth, is that a lot of coaches are thinking about the next powerful question to ask. And actually what they're doing is they're pulling the client back into their head, which is the one of the reasons they're stuck in the first place. And what was great about Ember is that when the person's going through the process, the roadmap and on that level of self-discovery, as a coach, you don't have to think about the next question. What I what I was doing in the demo in the trainer training is just holding the space have, and holding my breathing, putting all attention on the client in you know peripheral vision, watching them, and then just yeah. noticing any and then just noticing. Uh, any significant words, metaphors, or figures of yes. speech they were using, and then just let them do their process. And, and it's it's interesting that sometimes when you get into trainers training, people are when you when they start to learn, as you as you know, when you go through the coach um, certification, uh, that there's a day when you can't give out any solutions. <laughs> <laughs> and, everybody, and, every, and everybody in that is just like, I want to be able to give a solution because that's typically where we, what, what coaches do. Right? They, they give yeah. And then but what it does is it allows everybody learns all the breadth and depth. And yeah. then they, they build, they get this level of trust they haven't done before because what they realize is that by holding the space and breathing for the client and not trying to get anywhere and just being in that moment, that the coaching process can be a lot more generative and actually what they then what they then become is a guide almost like sailing a ship with the client rather than trying to get the client over a bridge so they be, it becomes this beautiful dance almost on waves and yeah. if the client finishes in 10 minutes 20 minutes an hour the yeah. coach will know because the client will go i think not i think i'm done now but no, they, there's, there's no, you'll hear it. You'll, I mean, yeah. like literally, I, I, you know, I've had coaching sessions where, you know, you've set 90 minutes aside because last time it took, you know, took a whole hour and a bit. And in 10 minutes, you're done with this session because it was just that moment of that connection of where yeah. they were stuck and where they needed to get to in order to take that next step forward. And yeah. at the end of the day, as coaches, you know, we're just helping that client with that next step forward. It doesn't have to be five years in advance. Now, maybe it is, maybe the next step forward is making your five-year plan and understanding that that might change over time. Mm. Um, that might be my next step forward. 
But my next step forward might just be have a conversation. It might be something really simple. Mm -hmm. um, and it's meeting that client exactly where they're at. And I, and I think that's the beauty of embraining is that I don't need to know. I mean, I've coached clients where in the entire session, the client has not said a single word to me. I've just followed body language and they've given me a slight nod when they've processed the, the question. And yeah, there's a little bit yeah. of uncertainty because I don't have the language to go on to my next part of the question. But you can still pick it up. I mean, yeah. I, I, I can't explain to you how, you just do. Yeah. <laughs> And, I think that what's, and, what's great is you can pause it. It's almost like you're in slow motion, you know. So yeah. as you say, you just know what to do. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I've had coaching sessions where I didn't even know what the problem was and I don't know what the solution is. And the client literally went through their entire process in silence from start to finish. And then they're like, oh, I'm done. And it's like, okay, you're done. <laughs> mm. Um. And the beauty of embraining is it allows me to do that, which NLP wouldn't have allowed me to do. Yeah. So I think uh, sometimes when um, we're coaching with, with embraining, what allows it, it almost allows you to slow time down because <laughs> yeah. when, when, somebody's, when somebody's got their eyes you know, closed or open, you can almost say, okay, press pause there. You can almost like metaphorically pause them, okay, what are you experiencing now? Where you're at? What are you seeing? What are you feeling? Yeah. What metaphors are coming up for you? And yeah. they will give you they will give you the experience of where they're at in that moment of time, and then you can use that then to go to continue to the on. process. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is yeah. which is uh, which is phenomenal as well. But one thing that I've noticed, what um, one thing you I have noticed in the world there, and I'm sure you've noticed it better as well, is that due to the social media comparisons the fast change of the society at the moment is that we might have learned coaching like life coaching like process coaching but what what i'm seeing quite a lot now on social media is that that clients are asking for a deeper level of, of coaching because they're experiencing more stress and there seems to be clients now are looking for a deeper level of Oh, um, yeah. of, of coaching and it's not saying anything bad about life coaching or nor or you know process type coaching um yeah. but what you're seeing now there is there is a there is a change with with clients now asking for a deeper level of transformation um and, and almost and I, a sense of coming back to being coming back to that level yes. of being and finding out who they really are at the, be, at the level of being absolutely yeah and and i think like i mean like i don't know if you've ever watched like the tv program lucifer or something but in lucifer seen it. who ends up going to therapy and it is i have enjoyed it laughing so much because it almost felt like you know watching somebody's coaching sessions um, and you're like, oh, even the devil needs that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's one of those things that I think it's just it's become so so prevalent now, even in mm. our society. You know, we are whole beings. You can't just sit there and look at family without looking at work. You can't just look at, you know, um, what do I think is important in my priorities in my career without looking at my spiritual beliefs, you know? Absolutely. And so people are starting to come to this place of, 
all of this needs to align. It all needs to work for me, not just, you know, a compartmentalized, you know, like in the 80s, we were, we were very much of, you know, well, you, your work and your, and your home, you know, and, and you work hard and you play hard sort of thing. Yeah. But I think, you know, now everyone, everyone's much like, you know, I'm not living to work. Work is part of living. Mm. And and I think that there's a much more much more awareness of health and, and happiness go hand in hand with everything else. And you know, how many people have we seen lose their health because things were out of balance, you know? Mm. And you know, at the end of the day, money cannot buy you that health. Mm. You know, and, and I think we're getting to like you say, you know, so people are coming in looking for coaching that is more all encompassing that's going to bring it all into not into balance because i don't think this is a balancing act mm. um i think it's more about alignment of of mm. all of me is authentically living that one life i want to have as opposed to mm. trying to live five lives yeah it's embodying that and it's living it's embodying that and then living in alignment with the embodiment and the level of and your true essence of being and it's embodying that as I say and living in alignment and um, and learning things that that are in alignment with where you're going and who you are at the deepest level and yeah. ultimately that's going to fill you that's going to enable you to do your best work and avoiding distractions and things that pull you off that track as well because Absolutely. those are the things that are going to those are the things as you say that are going to cause that that you know that conflict because we are a whole human being and we are a whole life yes environments do separate those things like work spending time with family and home but ultimately we are one human being operating in in, in one world so yeah. it's i was working with my coach and i really love the question that that he asked, he asked is because when we say sometimes what do we want in our life that presupposes lack actually the word want means presupposes lack and often that causes a lot of frustration that we want stuff we want this to complete us but i, I really like this question it's like where are you going and it's yeah. such a simple question because straight away if you ask that question it frees up everything because it automatically presupposes some type of path where you're going and yeah. Beth will have a path that fulfills you and you do your best work and you can express in the heart. And Asian will also have that as well. And yeah. embraining fits beautifully into that because as my, as my granddad said when I was younger, he said, you know, have the courage to walk your path because that's going to make all the difference. And embraining that allows you to do that. And also, uh, as you do uh, as well, how for the people walk their path, you know? And, and also, you know, having a path, um, where are you going? If I don't like where this path is leading me, you know, I chose this path and then I decide, actually, you know what, this one isn't for me. I can change that. I can change yeah. direction. You know, um, if where I'm going is no longer satisfying me in terms of, wait, well, that's not the destination I was aiming for. Um, we, we have so much opportunity for change. Now, Definitely. you know, Vicky likes to say, you know, if you make a two degree change or a three degree change, where you're going to end up is so different. You don't have to do a 90 degree change or a 180 degree turnabout. Even something as small as two to three degrees 
will take you to a totally different place. Mm. That slight course correction, um, and yeah. and what's great around the change of path is now we've got our intelligences to to, to guide us. And one of the things that the, one of the directors from HeartMath was saying on the YouTube video that um, his heart has always been his most faithful servant, as in which follow where to follow. Yeah. And if you if you listen. If you ever listen to Joseph Campbell, The Hero's Journey or The Heroine's Journey, you, mm -hmm. it's about, it's, um, I don't know if, if you're familiar with it, The Hero's Journey, but. Um, the, I, I have it sitting on my bookshelf, but I haven't started it yet. I mean, it's literally <laughs> just over here. <laughs> he says, you know, he says, follow your bliss. And from, from an yeah. MBIT perspective, when we're balancing in that coherent state and yeah. our heart is balancing coherent, I I do get a sense that there's there's a blissful feeling. There's that bliss. Yeah. There's that bliss pointing, and when you follow that bliss, whatever that is for you, um, like something that gives me a huge amount of bliss is writing poetry. And I know that's from a that is an expression that comes from somewhere I don't know. But I'm sure you you're doing your work as a coach. You're doing great work. But I'm sure in best world, there's a bliss. There's something in that yes. point. And my bliss is freeing people from that concern or that suffering. So they, yeah. so they, so they uh, almost like have that transformation. And then that, that writing that poetry or communicating that inspiration, that's my bliss. So as I said, I'm sure you've probably got that bliss. And that Absolutely, comes from the, the yeah. heart, you know? Yeah. And, okay, so we're, we're over time as we always are every time I do an, an interview with an Ambit coach. That's so okay. I just wanted to invite you guys all again. If you're interested in reading the book with me, I do have a book club in the comments is the I'll link to join the group. Okay. And if you're interested in doing Ambit coach cert and you're in London, um, Adrian's website is adrianhales.com. It's also in the comments. You can see it. Um, yeah. Your website, by the way, says that the next training's on the 26th to the 29th of April, I think it is. Double check that. Yeah. Because <laughs> it said it was in Richmond. It'd be um, great if I could get another 10 people on the march. I can do a march. Exactly. <laughs> you might want to check that. But in any case, um, the link to his um, cert is on um, on his website and it's in the comments. So, you know, yeah. just feel free to get in touch with Adrian if you, if you want to yeah. do coach cert. Um, and um, obviously, if you're in London and you want coaching, well, you can reach out to Adrian um, and see what he has available also as, as an MBIT coach. Yeah, thank um, you very much. Uh, thank you. People so can add me on Facebook as well. Exactly. I was going to say, can you put in the comments once we're done um, your Facebook page and how they can reach out to you on Facebook? Sure, that would be so awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Adrian, for taking the time to be with me today and Thank this you, amazing conversation about embraining. I have really enjoyed it and Myself feel so well. blessed to meet another MBIT coach. I know. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye.